Welcome everybody to the Resilient Minds podcast. I'm very blessed. I'm very grateful. I'm here in India and I'm just honored to welcome a very special guest, Sri Prithaji. Welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you. I'm grateful to spend this time together. It's so beautiful to be on your show, Eric, and um, it's wonderful to meet your audience, meet your people, to share that what we have to share together. Yes, and for those that uh, are first time to get to know you, I really want to share a little bit about you and the importance and of what you have been contributing to the world alongside your amazing husband and beautiful daughter. So for those that don't know, Sri Prithaji is a philanthropist, a mystic philosopher, and a modern day sage alongside her husband, Sri Krishnaji and Sri Prithaji have co-created Ekam and One World Academy, also known as O&O Academy, a divine space for really the self-realization, what, what some of us can, can call source or spirit or God realization, with really millions of followers worldwide. Sri Prithaji is world-renowned as a really spiritual leader, revered for her beautiful abilities to share her blessings, her profound wisdom and her deep processes to access limitless fields of awareness and this universal intelligence that we all have access to. These processes have the ability to really help many of us integrate even more wealth, health and meaningful relationships within all of our lives in all of our circumstances. Along with their daughter, Loka, who I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting, um, they founded the Loka Foundation, which is really the integration of why I'm here and, and what brought me here in the first place, where they really support volunteers and partners to integrate these teachings as focusing on human connection first and infrastructure next. So utilizing the villages and the surrounding areas to really show how they can be transformed into sustainable development communities and be a light for the rest of the planet. So thank you for your contribution, the way that you are and your being and your family and everything that you have already cultivated over these last few decades. Thank you, Eric. That was a beautiful, warm welcome. <laughs> yes. Ekam, uh, to add to what you have spoken, Ekam is our World Center for Enlightenment. Our vision is a profound awakening in humanity's consciousness. Our vision is to move away from separation, division, and conflict to experiencing compassion, connection, and oneness. The world is huge. We have 8 billion people. Mm. But what we see is when we can have a small percentage of these 8 billion people live in a profound state of consciousness, then there would be a phase transition in humanity's consciousness where there'll be a profound awakening in terms of their experience and their connection. Our vision is to have 80,000 enlightened beings more specific is 800 enlightened leaders. And if we are able to create an awakening 
by which these people can live in that profound experience of oneness, then we see that there would be a transition happening in humanity's consciousness. That is what Ekam is for. Ekam means oneness. Ekam means being one, where there is no two, where there is no separation, where there is no division. And that is our vision, and that is what we strive for. And uh, today we have many people in this on this path, millions of followers all over the world, and a few thousands of them living in that state of oneness. And we see it is possible for people to live in that state, not as hermits away from away from life into forest but actually live life and live in that state, creating incredible joy, incredible love and connection in life. This is beautiful. I love that you bring up the uh, compassionate leadership component and then also the application of not being in a hermit state on the top of a mountain versus being involved in community really expressing that joy, stepping into a congruent behavior uh, to allow a more responsible role in love in action. Yeah. Yes, sir. Throughout ages, we've always seen spirituality be as being something removed away from the world uh, and has been thought to be life-negating. What we are doing is to bring spirituality into life and we believe that that is what the world needs today to kind of live in that profound experience of oneness in that profound state of compassion and love and connection free of separation free of division free of conflict free of suffering and then to bring that experience that inner experience into life in terms of how you touch people's life, in terms of how you experience relationship, or in terms of how you create your wealth, to be, to live in that experience of connection, and then to do whatever you want to do in your life, I we feel that is the most incredible experience that one can have as a human being. We need many, many people living in that state to create a shift in the way the world which the world is moving today. I hear a lot of presence and the importance of that presence to be integrated within oneself and then activated in terms of having that with others. So a, a, an opportunity to listen, an opportunity to share, to thoughtfully disagree, and then to also be able to express oneself fully with absolute certainty, whatever that feels to somebody's space. The largest part of experiences that we have seen today when person is acting out or person is relating, it is only coming from one's past experiences. The past hurt, the past pain, the past regret, humiliation, disappointment. Unfortunately, whether you're conscious of it or not conscious of it, it is the past undercurrent that is beaming out the present experience, that is coloring the present life, that is also coloring the future. 
it is to not being able to be alive to this very moment because that is the nature of the mind which is constantly taking you to a past or constantly pushing you into a future but if you have which every one of us do have but if you learn to be in that state of being present to life totally alive to this moment that is when you begin to experience the person in front of you you begin to feel the other you be experience the connection with the other and then from that space of connection what i see happening is an incredible strength that is born in an individual because you're you are in that place of incredible impact that you can create in life around you if you are in that in this very moment in this very moment feeling connected to life connected to people in life and uh, that is a very integral part of living in that state i love it and with this beautiful way of uh also so many of us thinking either of the past or the future you and shri krishna ji talk about two states the suffering and the non-suffering state i hear a lot of polarity and the application of that polarity why is that so important for people to uh be aware of those two states within themselves so that they can apply and recognize that state of behavior in their everyday um tasks responsibilities communications see yeah, we live in a civilization eric which is so much focused on the external world mm. what you can show off to people and like how how you are viewed or seen by people and where you live how you live all that has become very important and one thing that has got neglected in this entire scenario is once in our state and people just don't realize that their state is the foundation on which life is being built if you are somebody who is constantly um fueling a suffering state whatever you have in life how much of a wealth how much of abundance you created even if you have created it is a very poor experience or a poor quality of life but if you are a person who's living in no suffering states you would see an incredible strength a power and intelligence and intuition everything flowing through you as you're living your life at this very moment you are either in a state where you are internally agitated angry frustrated irritated sad lonely jealous depressed this is all the suffering state you are either living in that space at this moment or internally you are calm peaceful joyful loving connecting blissful serene which is no suffering states that is at this very moment you are either in a state of suffering or a state of no suffering there is no third state so what is the state in which you are living and experiencing life moment to moment because that 
is going to determine the quality of your life to begin with the quality of your inner experience um as we get deeper people also understand how their inner state is creating the external reality also creating or inviting more uh, order or more disorder depending on the state to see that it is only these two states that you are living your life suffering or no suffering and there is no third state and to begin your journey to recognizing that you need to live in a life free of suffering in order to create a beautiful life in order to create a beautiful relationship in order to create wealth without struggling about it but actually create wealth from a very powerful abundant consciousness so it begins with this knowing that you are either in this state or that state and to see with this knowing what is the state you've been living so probably the last one month or the last one year or the last 10 years or the last 20 years or what is the state that you've been constantly moving into it gives a very beautiful understanding of life itself and it also gives a very beautiful stepping stone for each and every one listening to this that you need to have a vision for your inner world which we call as a spiritual vision shri krishna ji says we have a vision for the external life we need to have a vision a spiritual vision for once in our world and that is where a true spiritual journey begins and to to look at your state with this awareness is is like incredibly powerful in terms of the path that is there for you ahead to bring attention to your inner disturbance as it is arising to dissolve it to arrive at a place of calm and peace and then get back to life do you feel as people can come back to this state of peace calm and infinitely beautiful states that one can walk the earth in this enlightened state so uh, this uh, man has been following us working he has been pretty much pretty much every time i visit that country he has been part of the field of awakening that happens his country i think what i would definitely like to it's it's there is a lot of commitment from this person in terms of applying the teachings dissolving one suffering moving into the place of connection so this is a simple question i asked them during one of the interactions that i had with them so i asked this man i said if 10 times in life say you are uh, pushed into uh, making uh, a difficult decision or you are hurt with somebody or you feel life is not moving according to what you wanted to move how many times do you move into a space of suffering it is possible that you get hurt with people it is possible that you feel disappointed or angry so this all suffering right how many times how many times you are stuck in suffering and not able to walk out of suffering there is you are you are engulfed by that experience of sadness or hurt or disappointed and you're stuck in that space and for which krishna this man said prithiji i walk out of suffering every time it happens 
So all the 10 times my experience would be, even if I'm pushed into a space of suffering, I don't move as much into it. But even if I do get into that space of suffering, I walk out of it effortlessly. So I can say every time. People, people kind of live with a vision for their inner state. And people do have those powerful experiences of oneness, of bliss, of serenity, of powerful connection. But even if it is not that heightened state, they live in that place of calm and peace. And from that state, they're leading their life. This spiritual vision uh, and this application of what well, I love you brought up nirvana. This spiritual vision, can it be applied into business and utilized for conscious organizational behavior so that we create business nirvana? Absolutely. Um, can it be applied business absolutely yes people create wealth either from a state of suffering or from a state of no suffering when you create your wealth from a state of suffering if you have to take the universal principles on how life energies work when you act out from that state of suffering, you move into a place or move into social situations, that environment, which keeps you moving back to that state of suffering again and again. So that is why how much ever one earns, it feels that there is a space of lack, not enough, uh, feeling unseen or unheard or not appreciated or not recognized. That is the place, same place into which you come back again and again. But if you are able to create wealth from a place of incredibly feeling connected, from a place of deep sense of calm and peace, I would say that those individuals or those leaders or people who are creating wealth from that state are incredibly powerful in terms of the clarity with which they're able to see life the ability with which they're able to connect to their life, the situations in their life, and the decisions that they make, and the responses that they give to situations. Internally, you can't feel agitated and frustrated, angry and stressed and anxious, and believe that you're making the right decisions and giving the right responses to the external world. If you want to be a wealth creator, you need to have a vision to create wealth from that incredible, beautiful state, which is free of suffering. Because in that state, there is intelligence. In that state, there's an incredible, incredible flow of the universal intelligence, the divine. In that state, there is an incredible flow of intuition. And uh, I believe that every business leader or every wealth creator needs to have or experience that space or be in that zone in order to actually create wealth. Otherwise, it's just, uh, it's just um, a life where, whereby you're moving three steps ahead and getting back backward four steps.
and that becomes life. But if you truly want to become that creator who want to create incredible wealth at the same time impact a lot of people, you need to know to live from a state free of suffering. You need to have a vision to create that wealth from a very beautiful inner state. This uh, this wealth creation as a conscious organizational leader or a conscious business leader, why is this heartfelt connection necessary for the leader to have this so that they could really step into a more empowered approach or... Cause what I always get curious about is, you know, this mental health pandemic, right, that is affecting so many organizational behavior for such a long period of time where people are unsatisfied in their work or not appreciated or empowered. Is it because the leaders are not taking more of a conscious approach to the way that they're communicating, to the way that they're able to ask questions, is it to the way that they're unable to, or they don't even know what they don't know. So how could they manifest this more empowered approach within their organization? So maybe this historic belief of bipolar or mental health could be an empowered way of hearing people's needs and being concerned for their well-being, which is... You talk about so beautifully the spiritual right action. So I just wanted to <laughs> bring that together. But I, I, I feel like this is something that uh, I'd love for your insight to you know, shed some light on it. Because it's a very, uh, I feel like it's, it's bigger than the pandemic that just passed us. <laughs> you know, like it's been going on for, for, for a little bit longer even, you know, so. Eric, that's, that's exactly why spirituality is so important. I, I mean, the world teaches strategies, skills, knowledge on how to kind of make it very efficient for the organization to function, how to make it very efficient for people to kind of, uh, kind of give, give, give in their best. But what I want to tell you is it has to start with an individual, a leader, who lives in that state. When you are in that space of connection, where you're able to feel, when I say connection, I'm saying you need to be able to feel, you need to be able to experience, you need to be able to be present. And in that state, there is intelligence. I'm not going to say that this is what you need to be behaving with the person. This is not, this is what you should be uh, doing. But there was a, a very natural intelligence that flowers from within you when you are in that space of connection. It could be to stop that person from doing something or it could be to encourage the person from doing something, whatever that can be. But that is to come from that space of connection. It is, should not come from a place of yet another strategy. Yes. Strategies and ideas and ideals they are taking you away from reality. They're taking you away from being actually being in this present moment and connecting. If more and more people can get into this experience of connection, which is incredibly rewarding just in that experience, and you 
not move you're not moving into a place of conflict not moving into a place of indecisiveness or not having clarity but being in present you feel connected and you act that is why we call it as the spiritual right action is that action that is born once you have dissolved your state of suffering and how do you dissolve your state of suffering internally if you are agitated to bring attention to that agitation rather than trying trying to say it is not there or trying to run away from that inner experience but actually bring attention to it and then move to a place of calm that is why the practice the serene mind practice is incredibly helpful if you want to move yourself into a place of calm not by not by throwing a carpet over it not by running running away from it but this practice allows you to bring conscious attention to it you move into the place of calm dissolve that inner agitation dissolve that fear or dissolve that anxiety whatever your status and then get back into action which we call as the spiritual right action action that emerges out of freedom from suffering after you have experienced or moved into a place of calm it is not actions that are emerging from suffering states it is not actions that is emerging from an ideal uh, from a religious belief or a code that is set for you but actually an an action that emerges from a place of connection that is the most intelligent of all actions because largely you will be using or accessing the greater power of the universe in those actions and that intelligence continues to flow through your actions into the world it's the love in action it's the uh the 40000 neurons connecting to the amplified mind intelligence connecting in your gut and then moving with certainty into creative experience and expression absolutely um as i said that experience of connection you probably are talking in terms of what will i get out of that experience of connection or how right i will be or how 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 much it how much of wealth will i accumulate from this experience mm-hmm. but what i'm telling is that experience to live in that space of connection with your 40000 neurons awakened and your brain and your heart in perfect sync you're able to accessing you're able to access the greater intelligence of the universe and that in itself that experience in itself is like being blessed mm. and when you are blessed with such a beautiful experience you are a blessing to the world it is only when you move into agitation anger not having clarity totally disconnected divided within from that space when you act out when you respond when you react more it's it's like such a disconnected experience it connect it kind of it leaves it leads it leaves a trail mm. that that continues that agitation can it continues the disconnection continues this type of conscious wealth creation that you find within yourself and then you can go into these organizations environments as a leader to work with your teams or any problem that is associated or coming up um 
it encourages certainty within your team. And I just want to really acknowledge the way that I see what you're saying embodied very much so here uh, in India where you've graciously hosted me uh, with your faculty, with your media team, with your uh, staff, with everybody that's involved, right? So, so you're really sharing this by being it yourself and then as a result the whole community the whole culture that you've cultivated the whole way that people are embodying this conscious wealth that you have you and Krishnaji and your daughter uh, have all together manifested inside of your conscious organization, which is also your life. So how does that merge because of your spiritual vision coming to life within you at such a young age and now being physical in your everyday life? And how can somebody follow these steps? Because, you know, this is so important. It's, we have seen leaders who are able to live this vision, live this path, and create an organization that is still driven towards the vision of that organization but from a state of calm, from a state of connection. What I'm trying to tell you, Eric, it's just not this organization over here that you have witnessed. I'm talking to you about many people all across the globe who have embodied the vision, who, who have embodied the state, who have not limited it to themselves, shared it with their family, shared it with the people in their lives, Share. at whatever level the leadership role is, the impact that they're able to create in the world around them is what is beautiful. It's what is incredible. Uh, to live in that state and to live experiencing the power of the state in the impact that they can create. In terms of even it could be raising a child in the family. Or it could be about holding a thousand employees together in that state. To live feeling connected and interconnected with all of them. To feel supported and to support each other. Not as an idea, but actually feeling it. And they also reap the blessing of living in that state. If, it an, in, if it's an individual who is living in that state, it's beautiful blessing. If it's the family that is living together in that state of connection and oneness, there is a downpour. If it is a soul circle that is living in that state of connection and oneness, there is an incredible uh, new pathways just opens up, new possibilities open up. If it's the entire organization living in that state, you see the impact of that state. As a leader, I mean, it's beautiful, it starts from top down, 
because the impact that the leader can have on the organization, on the people in the organization, their families, the movement of the organization itself towards prosperity and abundance, it's beautiful. But I would say anyone is a leader if he or she is capable of creating an impact. It could be impacting another individual, it could be impacting a family, it could be impacting a community, it could be impacting the world. But each and every person, when is free of the inner chaos, the inner division, the separation, and moving, living large part of one's life in that state of connection, is a leader. Because this person is going to create a very positive impact on the life around. If you can lead yourself, right, this is something that can cultivate more meaning in others. And... And what, what we have seen now, Eric, is like when you are in that state and the clarity with which you are able to think, uh, the power of the universe or the intuition that can support you in your endeavor and the speed at which you make things work, we see the state pouring out into life. When, and when you are in that place of internally calm and internally in that peace, you are incredibly powerful in terms of the impact, the movement forward, the vision with which you can bring your entire family together or the entire organization together towards that shared vision. <clears throat> we have seen incredible results. It is like becoming very, very efficient. It's like an organism. Not a, it is like a, an organism. Yes, it is like an organism. And it is like everybody coming together. And that's what you need. When you have a vision, you need everybody coming together towards that vision. And you receive the support of every person when, when they begin to feel, when they're able to connect to you, when they're able to... Um, feel part of being that vision. And this shared vision and shared purpose that everyone has the capacity to be a part of within each organization, then can go, like you said, empower their families, empower their communities, and empower their cities, their governments, their ways of being around just the way they're behaving in the supermarket. Um, and so this is something that... it. It requires a very benevolent leader to take that level of responsibility to then acquire the skills within oneself and then recognize that it's about passing that intelligence or offering because, you know, Frederick Laroux, he t he, I read a book called Reinventing Organizations a long time ago and um, Otto Scharmer, who's an amazing MIT, uh, talk, has the Presencing Institute, which I think you and him need to connect. Uh, uh, he wrote a book called Theory U. And this presencing of how to really co-elevate uh, is a very important, responsible role in this time and space for us to then take these spiritual visions, integrate them into businesses as organisms because the self-management theory that we've been 
able to tap back into because we've been doing it for billions of years is now the capacity for how can us as leaders in the space empower more of our communities that maybe doesn't have to be just the organization itself, but then what does that organization do within the communities, just like you're doing here with the One World Villages, to then give back to the community so that we're educating, we're empowering, we're focusing on the future generation, because really we're here to serve them. What are your thoughts here? It is possible for us to create a very beautiful community if you can teach that community or teach people in that community to live free of suffering. If it is the past experiences of suffering does not cloud one's present, it is possible to create such a community where there is a beautiful interconnection, an experience of interconnection, an experience of giving and learning and supporting, all that would emerge if suffering is not there. Just a little question, Eric. If you move into suffering, any individual who is in suffering state is a disconnected person. And this disconnected person can only create more suffering. This disconnected person is totally ignorant to the interconnection of life. And now imagine scores and scores of individuals living in that place where they are self-absorbed, disconnected, and in suffering. How do you think that it is going to be possible if they're not going to nurture being peaceful, living in that beautiful state? That is why our vision works from inside out. That's why the vision, even with the with the villages that we are working with, is human being first and infrastructure next. Next, to awaken to the interconnection of all life, to awaken to see that we can never be separate. We have never been separate, and we can never be separate. We are together, and you exist because of me, and I exist because of all that exists. To be in that space is, I would say, the birth of uh, supporting the other, the birth of receiving from the other. That's when you live as communities together. Mm. It has to begin from inside out. That's that we and we very strongly believe in it. Believing we believe in it because we don't believe in trying to put a bandage over the hurt and saying that it's gone. It's actually to heal, to heal the past. That's why meditation becomes very important. Learning becomes important. Dissolving suffering becomes important. To live in freedom, it becomes very important. And we'll be able to create many, 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 many such communities across the globe. If we can just teach them to live free of suffering. Because awakening to interconnection is a byproduct of freedom is the byproduct of connection. And to live in communities supporting each other, working with each other, feeling supported by each other is 
a very beautiful experience that has to start from within. It's the greatest gift to take this this journey. Uh, and, you know, I had I got the Deeksha 2019 from Tony. Put his hands on me at Day with Destiny. And uh, I, I didn't even know about you. I didn't know about anything. But I knew I was going to be here one day. And I didn't know what that was going to look like. How I was going to meet you, uh, Sri Krishnaji in the future. I'm confident and uh, Ananda Giri. And... It's interesting how the transfer of energy, actually, the interconnection of energy uh, is such a real connection when you really start to be able to feel yourself. And the biggest journey that I ever took was, was leaving my mind and allowing the logical mind to let go to really feeling and tapping into what my body and my spirit and my heart's intelligence wanted to manifest and and as a result <laughs> uh, I'm here with you so I just want to really thank you you know for the time that you've spent with me and everything that you continue to do I know that you know you're doing some great you know field of awakening uh, in Australia, in the U.S., in Mexico over the next months. And if you don't mind, a quick brief of like the power of what that four-day spiritual journey looks like for anybody that would love to come and really attend these ex experiences with you live in person. Field of Awakening, uh, Eric is... It definitely, it's, it's a, it's a four-day retreat. It has been an incredible awakening experience for the participants. The largest part of one's life, one lives in past or in future. People don't know what it is to actually be present to this breath, be present to this thought, be present to this person in front of you. People are not knowing how to do it. They're caught into in the mind matrix of the past and the future. To open the doors of consciousness, to immerse in that experience beyond the mind, and to experience vastness, to be present experience being limitless to have that expanded sense of self is the field of awakening it is like actually waking up the deep slumber of suffering from the deep slumber of being caught in the mind opening up the doors in your consciousness to immerse in that bliss in that silence, in that presence, in the divine. That is the field of awakening. And what we have also seen is 
soaking in that experience of awakening also results in changing the way your body functions. That is, like soaking in that experience of awakening results in the cells in your body functioning perfectly well, resulting in healing. Your heart experiences incredible experience of love and connection, healing your relationships. If you're somebody who's struggling in life, constantly facing obstacles and challenges and more obstacles and more challenges, it gives you that break that you have been looking for because your consciousness and life are connected. To wake up from the deep slumber of suffering that has overpowered your life, probably most of your life, to immerse and soak in the experience of bliss of your consciousness. That is the field of awakening. And your state and your life are incredibly connected. Mm. The greater harmony you feel within yourself gets translated into experiencing a harmonious external life also. Everything becomes very simple. Healing becomes simple, health becomes simple, connection becomes simple, creating wealth becomes simple, creativity becomes easy. All that is the byproduct of soaking in the spiritual experience. That is what the field of awakening does. And it's traveling pretty much many parts of the world. And yes, I'm coming to Australia and US and in Europe and Mexico and Korea the first part of the year. Amazing. And we're going to put those uh, dates and links in the show notes so that people can uh, take a look at it and join us. Uh, I'm really excited to see you there. And um, I know we have a couple minutes. Uh, we're a little bit over time. So I want to really just ask... Uh, I say this thing or this sentence that really is meaningful to me and I'd love to get what you feel it means. I always say life is an altar. Make each moment your prayer. What does this mean to you? Life can be seen as disconnected, separate experiences. It's a very uh, sad experience of life. You can fully experience life when you begin to see the sacred in every moment of it. In people, in the plant, in the pet, in every experience when you begin to see the sacred or to feel the divine. That is seeing life in all its colors. That an experience itself is a huge blessing. Then you probably wouldn't ask for more at that point. Sri Prisaji, if you had three days left to live in this physical form, what would you do? 
touch as many more lives as possible because it's just not it's just not three days it is just not uh, this many lives because the impact that this many lives can leave on this planet can be huge i see a group full group a room full of people i just don't see them as their lives being impacted i always see through them many generations being impacted so if it's only three more days left then move ahead and touch many many more lives possible keep doing what you're doing that's it right that's <laughs> <laughs> it's already living the way you are so it's beautiful so again thank you so much for your time your energy your graciousness uh your presence uh it really means a lot to me it's the most i know time is our most precious resource and i know for me this is very meaningful and this connection with you was really special and i really for anybody listening really know that um you've taken so much away from this find out more about the field of awakening and you know manifest a conscious organization manifest a conscious community manifest a conscious entrepreneurial venture so that you're really impacting the community in more integrity and alignment so thank you again namaste namaste Hey everyone and thank you so much for listening to the Resilient Minds. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please make sure to go comment and like and follow us on iTunes or Spotify and make sure, please make sure that if you really love this to share this episode and make sure that you're inviting all your friends to like it as we continue to unfold what the beauty of our minds does, more importantly, how powerful our heart level of intelligence can be when we combine our heart and our brain together. And more importantly, make sure you take the time to take a look at what we're doing at Balanced Media Ventures and how we can actually really support you in doubling your impact, your income and your influence and how you can bring your life's greatest vision into your purpose and create it from that level of reality. Talk to you soon.